Hey everyone, and welcome to Scrambling with Dylan Otto, a podcast where the listeners can hear, learn, and laugh about my life in the golf world and other numerous topics with guests on the show. Tune in every week for insight and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Scrambling with Delonado, featuring a very special guest, the assistant coach of the very talented Pepperdine Waves, Blaine Woodruff. Blaine, welcome. Thanks, Dylan. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, I'm super glad we were able to set this up, kind of get to know you, and just tell us about, you know, your golf journey. I know you kind of have some history before you were coaching and stuff, and so we'll get straight into the first question. Where are you from, and how'd you get into the game of golf? Yeah, so I grew up just outside of Atlanta, um, kind of a small suburb called Ackworth, Georgia. Um, started playing golf when I was two years old. My dad played in college and played other sports growing up. Um, played a little baseball, a little basketball. Uh, baseball had a little traction there, and then we got the kid pitch, and I was kind of that kid that started stepping towards third base to avoid getting hit by the other kids pitching right. at me. So I see. I kind of, I kind of, kind of figured that. Um, that wasn't going to work out for me as much as I wanted it to. So yeah. <laughs> golf was a little bit more kind of in my realm and, and I could, I could control, control it a little bit more. So right, yeah. Started, started taking golf seriously, um, playing in tournaments kind of when I was like eight probably is when I started and um, played a bunch of junior events kind of growing up and then, yeah. then ended up obviously playing college golf at, at the university of South Carolina. So, yeah, kind of, kind of talk about that. What were your years like playing college golf? Talk about your individual performance and the guys that were on the team with you. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, when I look back um, at it now, there's a lot of really cool things that I can kind of take from it. When I, when I was in it, it was a whirlwind because there was, there was a lot going on and, and kind of the way I, I look at it. Um, I almost had kind of three stages of like a, a college golf career um, I came in I was like our third recruit for our class so I, I was a decent player but we had a really good class and so I was kind of the guy that um, not like a roster filler but the other guys ahead of me were kind of expected to be the, the uh-huh. contributors right away and yeah yeah and I came in and, and actually played really well my freshman year had the had the lowest scoring average on the team had some really good finishes and let's go um, yeah and ended up ended up being our our team MVP that year so um, with that then the next summer uh, I played in a bunch of events but I kind of had this this expectation um, coming back my sophomore year that okay I need to be even better I need to be even better and uh, it it was almost something that I I just couldn't fulfill Mm -hmm. Um, there's just kind of so much pressure I was putting on myself so struggled a little bit sophomore year I mean I still played in in almost every event um, but scores kind of went down a little bit. Um, and then I also kind of in that moment, I, I, I tried to change my grip. I, I grew up playing with a really strong left and right hand grip club face was dead shut and mm-hmm. I would just yeah. hold everything off and, and hit like a, like a one yard cut and the occasional pull. And, uh-huh. um, but that was kind of how I played. And so I, I thought that if I, if I kind of weakened my grip, I'd be able to kind of work it both ways and be able to work, um, have kind of better control over, over my trajectory, but mm-hmm. ended up kind of backfiring a little bit. And, oh, I see. um, you know, that's actually, you know, kind of one of the lessons I, I take from it now, like looking back at it. Um, but I'll kind of get to that in a second. So yeah, that was yeah. sophomore year, junior year, um, still kind of struggling to hurt my wrists, ended up redshirting that year. 
Okay. And then the last two years were kind of similar. I mean, I, I came back and I was working hard. I, I felt like my game was in a pretty good spot, but um, as a program, we were really fortunate. We had some really, really good players and some young kids that came in and then the guys um, like a, a class or two below me that had really developed and we were really good. I mean, we, mm -hmm. we were top 10 there for a couple of years and made it to uh, match play at NCAAs. So yeah. in a way I kind of got passed up a little bit, you know, like I, I felt like my game was pretty good, but I, I wasn't good enough to, to be the guy and to, to travel each week. So, mm -hmm. um, so it, like I said, it was kind of like three different stages. Like I, I, yeah. I felt like I got a, an opportunity to, to be the guy and kind of know like what that feels like. Mm -hmm. um, I, I went through the rough patch that, um, you know, if you're a golfer, you're, you're going to go through it. So gonna I got to experience that. Yeah. Um, and then I got to the fourth and fifth year to where, I felt like I was kind of there, but, um, you know, my role was kind of more like being a good teammate and, and kind of keeping the guys together and, and kind of being the glue of the team. So, yeah, you know, look, looking back on it now, I, I said it was a whirlwind then, but now that I have gotten into coaching, I, I'm almost super thankful for it. Cause it's like, I've kind of been in each guy's shoes a little bit, you right, know, it wasn't right. for, wasn't for the whole four or five years in that pair of shoes, but I've been in each of them a little bit. So I kind of know how to relate a little bit to each guy. And um, so, yeah, it ended up, ended up being a blessing for me. Yeah. And like you said, I mean, since you got into coaching, you were able to, I mean, there's all different kinds of players, you know, everybody's different, but you know, like you said, you have that, you know, have, you have the player that's the guy on the team, you know, he's the stud. And then you have the guys that are going through the rough patches and like, everybody's going to go through rough patches and, you know, knowing that you had been in their shoes before, you know what they're feeling like, you know what they're kind of thinking about and kind of a way to go about it and kind of get them out of that slump. So that's great that you're able to have that in your coaching days now. And so, I mean, as your years playing collegiate golf were coming to an end, what was the plan for after college for you? Did you want to get straight into coaching or how'd you go about that? Yeah. So that changed pretty quick. Um, <laughs> freshman year, after after the the good year i mean yeah. I, I still have my my thoughts on on turning pro and mm -hmm. it kind of hung over there for another year or two and then um kind of near the end there it golf kind of became a little bit uh too much kind of like work to me in a way um a lot of it was just kind of the pressure just looking at results and and putting all kind of my weight on like how i played and and what i shot and um you know it it's like college golf is so cool, man. I mean, you, you get to do so many cool things and you've got a group of guys around you. I mean, it's, it's an individual game, but we get to do it as a team for, right, for those yeah. four or five years. And, um, you know, I, I wish I would have realized it more then that like how, how good I had it. I mean, going to all these courses and, and traveling to these cool events to, to play stuff and, and having basically a bunch of brothers with you that are trying to do the same thing that kind of have your back and, but I was just, I was kind of burnt out, man. I, I was just mm -hmm. like, I felt yeah. like I was working hard and I couldn't crack the lineup. And, and so in, in my mind at the time, it was like, okay, if this is, if this is wearing on me like this right now, like how yeah. am I going to handle driving, you know, to Iowa for a Monday qualifier for the corn Ferry tour? Like, right. like if I'm putting pressure on myself for this, like how's that going to be? So um, it kind of changed like as my college career progressed and um I'd always kind of thought about coaching, um, but I ended up with that extra year from redshirting. I, I got my master's uh, in human oh, nice. resources and nice. 
yeah, yeah. So it kind of took advantage of that academically. And um, there was an internship that I had to do through that program. And I worked for a company out in, in Wichita, Kansas, and it was great. Um, I really enjoyed my internship there and they offered me a job full time afterwards. And it was going to be in Atlanta. So I was going to be close to close to family and kind of where I wanted to live. And um, so I thought I had it all figured out. I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this. Like, I'm going to make pretty good money and, and I'm going to go play in the state mid-am every year and, and join some club in Atlanta and life's going to be great. And, right. then, um, and then I ended up getting a call about coaching and, and I kind of, it hit me pretty quick. And I was like, man, I, I just, I can't get away from this game. You know, even, even right. through all the time of being like burnout and, and, and not wanting to do it anymore and that feeling like work, it's like, I still love the game of golf. And I couldn't um, agree more. Yeah. So, so that call, kind of turned turned the tables pretty quick and I was like I'm doing this thing I'm, I'm getting into coaching so yeah and I mean I I totally relate to you you know I I'm getting that little burnt out feeling too as well but yet I still I love the game of golf and you want to have some piece of you know staying within you know whether industry or you know playing wise or something and so like you said you received a call about coaching talk about how you got the assistant coaching job at University of Wisconsin and what was it like coaching the team and you know working alongside the head coach and stuff yeah so uh michael burson who's who's the head coach there he was actually my assistant coach my freshman year at south carolina so got it got it um we were really close when i was there and uh he, he probably walked with me geez probably 95 percent of my rounds my freshman year so we we had really bonded and it had always been something that he had kind of brought up to me like um as we kind of kept talking throughout my collegiate career he'd be like you know what do you think about coaching like have you ever thought about coaching and I was like, yeah, yeah, it'd be kind of cool, but I, I never really was was fully in, and um, and it was just perfect timing. I mean, it, this is literally when it happened. Was I, I was expecting to to go work in Atlanta and and work in human resources, and then he calls me and he goes, hey, my my assistant just left and and went to go take a job with TaylorMade. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, do you wanna you wanna come up and interview? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. Heck so yeah. Um, yeah, so I hopped on a plane, went up to Madison, and um, did a couple of the, the logistical stuff up there, interview-wise. And yeah, I, I knew right away. I was like, "This is awesome, man! I I, I got to do this." Um, so I, I I just felt I felt at peace with it, and I'm like, "This is this is where I need to be right now." So that was kind of how how it started, and um, man, it was it was a great opportunity from a kid coming out of college to you know be able to go to a a D1 school in the Big Ten as an assistant, and um, I'm super grateful for that. And that, and like you said, you know, there and then the Big Ten and stuff. How do you feel you contributed to the team and helped them to improve in the Big Ten championship? Kind of, how did you feel you're able to assist the players? And like you said, you kind of you went through your college years and you kind of knew what it was in the head of these players, as you know, as the guy that's the player, the guy that's going through the slum. Kind of, how were you able to coach these kids? I guess not kids. Yeah, they're they're, yeah, Yeah. they're 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 men. (laughs) Yeah, Um, you know, a couple of things. I mean, I think it helped that. Well, one, kind of like you said, being kind of a part of each of those stages, like throughout my career, I think that helped kind of relate to each of those guys and helped me kind of understand what they were feeling and what they were thinking and kind of just being there for them. Um, And then another thing, I, I think being so kind of closely removed from just being in that situation. Right. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. 
it kind of helped kind of with those guys just developing relationships. And then I was fortunate to work with a really good instructor uh, growing up, Scott Hamilton, who he teaches a bunch of guys on the PGA tour. I started yeah, working with him I've heard when of I was, him. yeah, I, I was about, I think 11 or 12 when I started working with him at the time he, he had one tour guy, Jason bone, who he won a couple of guys on tour and then, or won a couple of events on tour. And um, he's got a pretty, pretty big stable now. So um, it, it was actually, I mean, it, it's crazy, man, how, how life works. Like it, it's kind of another reason that I, I think was a little bit of a, a downfall to my game is that I really fell in love with um, practicing the golf swing and not mm -hmm. figuring out a golf swing that helps me play. Mm -hmm. But I learned so much. Like I spent so much time, way too much time uh, in a hitting bay and looking at video and on track man yeah. and swing catalyst trying to make sure the numbers were perfect. And, um, you know, so from my own game standpoint, it was terrible. But um, for me to kind of learn about the swing with him almost as kind of like a mentor, um, it really helped at, at Wisconsin. I was able to kind of, uh, Burson gave me kind of free reign to, to work with the guys. And I ended up having pretty much half of the team kind of working with me there um, in like those two years I was there as their, I mean, not instructor, but kind of yeah. their instructor, um, just kind of another set of eyes to kind of check on things from a day-to-day -day basis. So, um, yeah, so that was big. And I mean, like you said, you know, you're, you're able, you learned all those things as you go through your college career. And it's funny because growing up, my dad told me certain things, you know, like you said, you wanted, you, you were putting a lot of pressure on yourself and, you know, it's crazy how things come full circle. And, you know, that's great that you're able to learn those, those lessons and you can apply them to, you know, players that you worked with and you're currently working with, which currently, you know, you went from University of Wisconsin to now you're at Pepperdine kind of talk about how that transition went, you know, coming from, you know, you're, you've grown up on the you know, East coast side, you know, of the United States, your whole life. What was that transition like? And how's your, how have your years been at Pepperdine so far? Yeah. Well, first it's been great. Um, yeah. I, I, I thought the, the switch to going to Wisconsin was going to be big for me. So that is like, that was a big step. And then <laughs> next thing I know, I'm, I'm on the other side of the country in, right. in Malibu, California. So um, it was big and the way it kind of happened. I mean, I, I wasn't, I wasn't looking to get out of Wisconsin. I loved it there. I loved the city. I loved the team. Um, I felt like we, you know, we had some, some traction as a program. So I wasn't, you know, searching for jobs or applying for stuff. Um, it was just kind of a word of mouth thing that, uh, Michael Beard here at Pepperdine heard about me and, and he needed an assistant. So, he called me and uh, to be honest with you, I didn't know a whole lot about Pepperdine. I knew it was in Malibu and that was about it. So yeah, yeah. Um, we started talking the first time we talked, I, I think we spent about three hours on the phone and wow. um, really, really connected. And um, one, one of the big things was like, I, I could, for me, at least I, I, I could hear like the conviction in his voice as far as like his vision for the program. Cause he's, he played here at Pepperdine and, Right. They yeah. Had won the, they, had, they had won the national championship the year before he came in and the team had always been, I mean, we're, we're a relatively uh, young program, like a, like a 40 year old program, which, which is, is pretty young um, compared to a lot of other schools. So mm -hmm. it's been a pretty rich history, like in this short amount of time, but there was a stretch there kind of before he got the head coaching job, the team had 
had kind of fallen a little bit and um you know I, I could just I could tell the way he talked like what he 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 could see it and he could feel it and like he really wanted it and um it was contagious and a lot of our kind of values and um philosophies aligned with each other and so I was like you know what like let's let's check this thing out a little bit more so um I, I cleared it with my boss at the time and ended up coming out to to Malibu for an interview and um man that's a selling point right there I'm pulling <laughs> on the campus and I, I can't even keep my eyes on the road I'm, I'm glad I didn't hit any of the parked cars on the side I was like man uh, every day looking at this thing so um <laughs> That part helped. I mean, there's, there's a lot more to it than, than just the view. But, of course. Yeah, it helps, um, though. It helps. <laughs> it, it was a good it was a good selling point as I, as I pulled in there on the driveway. But, um, yeah, it, like, just kind of like it was for Wisconsin. I mean, it just felt like that was where I needed to be. And um, I, I, I've always my, – my goal is to be a head coach eventually. And so kind of coming out the Pepperdine, I felt like was was a good way for me to really – put myself outside my comfort zone and of course yeah go out to the west coast I mean a bunch of these schools and and coaches out here I didn't know I didn't know much about I mean obviously the recruiting stuff I didn't know much about um so I was like you know just trying to kind of I guess build my uh my coaching foundation um not just geographically but kind of learning from other people and and trying to figure out what what eventually is going to is going to be the way that that I kind of run things so Definitely. And like you said, you know, geographically, of course, you're able to kind of get around, but I mean, I'm sure, you know, Wisconsin and, you know, Pepperdine, there's definitely their differences in which, you know, they go about recruiting or where they look for players or where do they go to get players, you know? So yeah. um, I, I'd love to kind of talk about that, you know, how have you, I mean, you're, I think this is your fourth year, correct? At Pepperdine. Is that right? Yeah. It's been uh, three and a half years, four and seasons. Half? Okay. Four seasons. Okay. So. Awesome. And um, kind of talk about the talent that's come that, you know, it came through Pepperdine. I mean, the last, it, it seems like probably about the, the, you know, the season you came in, I mean, they've had just stacked teams for, you know, for a while now and uh, kind of talk about, you know, what do you, what do you do on a day-to-day -day basis with these players? You know, what does a week look like for, you know, a Pepperdine golfer? Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've been, we've been really fortunate. I mean, we've, we've had a bunch of really, really good guys and really good players um, that are here right now and, and oh, yeah. come, come, come through here. So, um, you know, a lot of them, California kids, we got a couple of kids from Washington. Uh, we got one kid from Minnesota, but mainly we've kind of stuck, stuck out here on the West coast. I mean, there's, there's a lot of really good golf in, in oh, the state of insane. California. Insane. Um, so deep, so deep. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, day to day basis, it's, uh, I got to be honest with you. I mean, it, it, I still learn, I, I probably learn more from these guys than, than they learn from me, um, just with the talent level that, that we have. And yeah. um, we, we play a lot. Our guys love to play. Um, we don't spend a ton of time. Like, I mean, we, we, we do obviously still, still practice and, and there's times to kind of grind and, and right, practice, right. but. Our, our, our guys, for the most part, as kind of like a, a team personality, they're, they're a lot of players. I mean, they, they could go out and play 54 holes in a day if they could, if there's, if there's enough sunlight. So, of course. Um, yeah, so that, that's kind of what we do as far as like our week-to-week -week stuff. I mean, it's, it's a lot of plan. We'll just do a lot of play days. Uh, we'll have some practices on campus at our, our facility down there. Mm -hmm. um, 
but the way we have it kind of set up, I, I think our, our courses that we're able to play is, is mm-hmm. kind of one of our strengths. And so it kind of aligns well with, with what the guys want too. So we'll just, you know, put together four or five really good courses for the week and we'll kind of alternate day to day. And so they're getting on different grasses and, and playing different places and um, all really, really good golf courses. And, and we'll just kind of roll like that. And so, um, and a lot of their practice for most of them, they, they kind of like to do on the course too. So, you know, drop a couple extra balls here, right, right, extra yeah. tee shot here. Um, so yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of how we practice. And, you know, that, and you guys just came off of, you know, a win at Pasatiempo. It was on, you know, golf channel and Joe Highsmith won, you know, he won the individual kind of talk about that tournament, you know, what, what did it feel like to play, you know, play in front of the camera and stuff and it's on TV and, you know, how amazing was that? I was watching the whole thing, you know, Joe Highsmith in the playoff. And I mean, that's just really awesome. I'd love to hear, you know, somebody that was there experiencing it all kind of talk yeah. about that a little bit. Yeah, no, it was really cool. That, I don't know if you've ever been to Pasta Tampa, but that I is, never have. I'd love to though. And I would, love I mean, to. it's a gym and it's, it's one of the best. I, I, I told the San Jose state coach at the end, I said, dude, this, this is probably my favorite tournament I've ever been to as a coach or player. I mean, it is mm-hmm. an unbelievable golf course. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of a um, course architect nerd. So I'm mean, oh, obviously okay, yeah. being, being a McKinsey and, and playing course, it the, week, yeah. the, the week, week right after the masters. I mean, it's just kind of got that feel and um, Dr. McKenzie's house was actually out there left of, left right. of six. Mm-hmm. Uh, they got that plaque there. So it's just kind of a cool vibe. And uh, the green complexes are just insane. It's a cool event because it's, it's six count five, which, which we yeah. don't see much. Right. Um, Usually you five count four, right? Right. Yeah. So uh, which, which I think helped us a lot this year. I mean, with, with our depth, um, you know, you got to have, got to have five guys playing. So mm-hmm. it, it was a, it was a really fun event. I'm really proud of Joe, really proud of the team. Um, you know, I felt like this spring, we played really well in the fall, uh, had three wins in the fall. And then the spring, um, I think I felt like we had played well, especially the week before at Augusta and we had just gotten clipped by, by Oklahoma state. But I think we, mm-hmm. we beat, beat the third place team by like 17. So I felt like there you go. Yeah. You know, we, we were, we were kind of trending, but like the result just hadn't, quite come yet so um we were really excited for pasta to kind of get up there and and to go compete and um the guys the guys handled it great we halfway through um i think it was second round we were kind of teetering on struggling a little bit and then uh nine's par five out there i think those six guys we had four birdies and two eagles on that hole and then it was like it was like from that moment on the guys just kind of turned it on so um it was cool. It was a really, really fun event. Fun to be out there with the cameras. I mean, I think that's, that's great for the guys. It's fun for me as a coach to kind of, to kind of watch, watch each guy and kind of how yeah. they respond to it. And, um, you know, you got, you got Billy Ray out there kind of walking next to our guys in the fairway, trying to figure out what he's hitting into the greens. And, yeah, yeah. um, it's just, it's a fun experience and, it, and it's good. It's good prep for obviously for NCAAs and stuff for us to be on TV, and then also good prep for them as they further you know their career with this. Just kind of getting more more comfortable with with being in front of the camera and um, you know having having people throw down a tripod about five feet behind you 
about two seconds before you walk into the ball and <laughs> right, right. Try, try not to be totally thrown off by that. So, um, no, man, it was really good. And the, and the playoff was awesome. Um, Joe's, Joe's par he made on the, I think the, I don't know if that was a, we played 18 so many times. I don't yeah, know you which played one 18 was, so many but, times. Yeah. <laughs> but he made, he made the one that was made a great like up and down because he went, he went long over the green yeah. left. Yeah. Great putt, yeah, clutch putt. Clutch yeah, that's, it's kind of a bowl back there. And if, if the ball kind of stops about a yard short of where it did and doesn't get hung up in the rough, it probably comes down to 10 feet and where it stopped. I mean, it's, he had nothing really. So right. um, for him to kind of grind that out and make that 25 footer for par and, and move on to number 10 and, and end up winning the playoff on, on 17. Um, you know, that was, that was really cool. Really cool for him. It's fun to see that. We're going to take a quick break to get a word in from our sponsors. Yeah, and what a turn of events, you know, that's golf. I mean, like you said, he hit it over the green, he's dead. And, you know, it's funny because they had a camera um, all on the rest of the team that's watching. You know, you got William Mao, you know, um, all those guys are over there and they're just like, how does that not come down? And I'm thinking the same thing, like literally, if it just moves a little bit, it's rolling right to the green, like you said, 10 feet or so. Got a great look for birdie. But, um, I mean, what a turn of events. He goes long, chips it up there, and like you said, he makes, you know, 20, 25-footer for par when it looks like he was kind of in some trouble there. But, I mean, the amount of skill and talent that you guys have and, you know, the depth that you continue to say, I mean, that's – it's just all there on, on that squad. And, you know, to go into number 10 like that, come home with the win and everything, I mean, not only the individual win but the team win for you guys. I mean, that's just – that's awesome for you guys. And that's got to, you know, build a lot of momentum for you guys as well. Yeah, thanks, Dylan. Yeah, it, it definitely does. I mean, it, it helps to to look at our uh, our defending national champs, uh, the Stanford Cardinal, and and see that they did this last time. I mean, they won Pasa Tiempo, and they were kind of trending about this time of year. And, and right, yeah, and started kind of winning there at the end, and ended up winning the whole thing. So, um, you know, that's in a way that's there's that's kind of a, a playbook for us a little bit to um, kind of just make sure that we keep improving down the mm -hmm. stretch here and um, keep competing and kind of leaving it all out there. And then just, just seeing how the cards fall from there. Yeah. And I mean, I, like you said, you know, kind of, you know, stay sharp and stuff like that. What, how do you feel about this team? How do you feel that, you know, postseason's going to go? Do you feel like this is kind of a you know special year with how much depth you guys got on the team and stuff? Can I talk about that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, you know, going into the year, it was, it was tough because it was, we had a really good team last year. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Ended the year ranked number one when, when we found out that the season was canceled and yeah. So, I mean, we were, we were gutted uh, with that and um, you know, saw the gala winning mm -hmm. kind of all the individual awards, the Nicholas, the Hogan and the Haskins. It's like, he was going to be gone. So I think outside looking in, a lot of people were probably like, okay, is Pepperdine really going to be, you know, are they going to be good again? Like they just right. lost their horse basically. And mm -hmm. I mean, he, he was, he, he was a stud. Um, yeah. He was the guy. Yeah, exactly. He, he was, he was the guy. Um, but one of the cool things that, that he helped build um, that he kind of left like as a legacy, I, I would say is, is just the, the overall kind of competitive nature of our guys. And um, I mean, we, we really, we have nine guys and they really could all play each mm -hmm. event which is uh, a coaching nightmare sometimes for us <laughs> right um, right but it's also one of the greatest things ever because it's no one wants to be not the nine guy right so i mean they're they're all trying to beat up on each other and 
uh, in a good way, you know, like no, no one wants to finish last. And so they just, they push each other. I mean, they, they know that, Hey, if I, if I kind of slack off this weekend and go chill at the beach and, and play spike ball and, and don't practice, like I might be that nine guy when we, yeah. when we have qualifying on Tuesday and, and no one wants to do that. So, um, you know, it's, it's been really good as a team and, and it's, it's cool. Cause, cause coach and I haven't had to really do anything with that. It, it's, it's become organic and, and soft kind of started that to where it was just like, Hey, I'm going to bring it. And, um, cause I don't want to be that, that bottom guy. I don't want to not go to a tournament. I'm, I, I know I got to bring my game each time I show up. So, um, so yeah, I think this team's really, really special cause we've got nine of those guys, um, still have no idea who we're taking to yeah, yeah. postseason. <laughs> still um, working in the works. <laughs> yeah. Still, still trying to figure figure that part out um but yeah every guy's gotten better and um you know if 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 they don't I think a lot of them see it and and recognize it and recognize that it's a good thing even though sometimes in the heat of the moment when you know they they miss qualifying for an event by one Mm -hmm. they might not like it they might wish they were somewhere where they were automatically in every week it it makes everybody better no doubt no doubt about that so 100 um and that's what the guys have said that have graduated it's, it's like, man, this, it, it prepared me so much for, for the next level, just having this competition on a day-to-day basis, just to where I was forced to, to bring it every single time. So yeah, I think this team's special and, and I'm excited to see, see what plays out. Yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't agree more where, where you said, like, I love that you guys, you know, might not do like an exemption or something like that. Whereas all you guys, all your players go out there, you grind it out. And like you said, it's only going to make them a better player because, you know, everybody, I mean, it's not like, it's not cutthroat or anything like that, but I mean, they're grinding out there. They want to, they want to be everybody on the team because they want to be in that lineup. You know, nobody wants to be that number nine guy and everybody wants to travel, of course, and especially postseason. I mean, they could do some special things. I mean, that's, that's so big. And I mean, kind of talk about what, you know, what are some goals maybe for yourself as well, but maybe for the program, maybe in the next couple of years or so. Yeah, I think, um, you know, kind of just continuing what we're doing. Yeah. I mean, it sounds pretty simple, but you know, we're, we're kind of in the process right now of, of, of making Pepperdine golf kind of a brand and, yeah. and um, kind of a golf powerhouse, like, getting in the same discussions as, as Texas and Oklahoma state and, and those schools. And, and so I, I think that's, that's kind of the goal is just to kind of keep this thing going to where five years from now, um, you know, the, the eight year old, that's really good from who knows where says, Hey man, my dream schools are, are Texas because Spieth went there and Oklahoma state because Ricky went there and Pepperdine because this guy went there. Right. And they're all out on tour. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's, that's kind of what I see, um, you know, long-term. So day to day, you know, it's still the same. It's just investing in our guys each day, trying to help them get better and, and, and pushing them to be the best they can be and, and trying to win a national championship. I think that's great. And like you said, you know, um, you, you, you want, you know, that eight year old, whatever it is to be like, you know, uh, my dream school is Pepperdine because, you know, you want to be that hashtag golf school, you know, that everybody kind of talks yeah. about a little bit. Oh, yeah. and, and I know every, anytime anybody ever asked me, you know, what school do you think you could have went to, or you wish you could have went to. And I say Pepperdine every time because one it's in Malibu, like you said, it's amazing there every day. 
you know, two, the competitiveness within the school and three, I mean, the gear you guys get, is just top of the line. You got, it don't get better than that. I mean, you got, I mean, you got an Imperial rope hat, rope hat on right now. You guys, well, link soul foot joy. I mean, it's just, it doesn't get much better than that, man. It doesn't get much <laughs> Thanks. better. Thanks Dylan. I appreciate that, man. That's cool. Yeah, no, and uh, so kind of moving on to the next segment, um, I kind of been bouncing around with some names. You know, I call it the fried egg, but yet, you know, I, I know that I'm aware there's a podcast that's called the fried egg as well. So we're going to change it up. We're going to call it the ham and egg section this, you know, this okay. episode. All right. We're just going to ask them for fun questions, you know, get to, you know, get the people to know a little bit more about Coach Woodruff and stuff. So um, we'll start off with the first one. If you could have a dream foursome, who would be in it? Mm, so... I'd probably have to say, um, well, I got to put my wife in there. There you uh, go. Yeah. I, you I, can't I miss that I one. That, I don't know if that would go over well if, if <laughs> I didn't put her in there. So I'm going to put her in there first. I like it. I like it. Um, and then I'd, I'd throw my dad, my dad in there for sure. Yeah. And then, in, and actually, actually, I'm going to throw a curveball here on you. I'm going to make it a five. So we're going to play five. Okay. We're going to play quick. We're gonna, I like we're it. Play quick. So don't okay. need to worry about pace play. I like that. Um, but I'm going to put my, my brother in there and then also my, my wife's dad. So a little family, little family five. Some awesome. I love that. You know, and I've had people on where they're like, you know, I'm Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, but you know, but you, I like it. You keep it within the family. I love that. You know, are you, everybody play golf i mean i know everybody plays golf are they pretty solid and stuff or is it just kind of you know they more yeah. just so enjoy it yeah yeah all big golf nerds so um awesome. yeah that'd be that'd be the uh the dream dream five some i love that hey i love it and you know how you know while we're young you know play fast i love that i love playing <laughs> fast so um next one i got for here you know you kind of touched on having your wife in in the in the group with you as well talk about who and your wife met considering you know she was the assistant coach for the women's team at pepperdine which is now she's at usc kind of talk about how you uh, how you two met yeah so i got the job at pepperdine mm-hmm. um and so i get to school and in my office michael showing me around kind of the athletic department and he's like all right here's your office this is where you're going to be okay he's like hey the the women's assistant's also in this office i'm like okay okay whatever all right so um so a couple of days go by you know i go into the office i don't even think i knew who the women's assistant was actually to be honest at the time so mm-hmm. yeah. so i get in there and um i got the door closed i think i'm on a call or or, or something and the door kind of knocks and i open it and it's my now wife and mm-hmm. i was like who's this and, <laughs> uh, she's like are you playing and i'm like yeah she's like i'm katie um so she sits down we kind of had some small talk and um wasn't much uh other, other than that at, at mm-hmm. the time yeah and it was it was actually funny she she uh she had we, well we have a pug now um a dog named kona he's a pug Got and it. at the time it was it was obviously her dog but he she would bring him in the office and then she would go do stuff and he would like kind of come over and shed like all over my backpack and nice love it and yeah so i was like what the heck is going on here i'm like we, we, we got like a dog in my office I'm like, it's not even my dog I'm, I'm sharing this tiny office with this girl and i got a dog that's like trying to get in my backpack i got dog <laughs> hair everywhere um but so that was kind of how it started and um then we really started kind of getting to know each other a little bit and yeah started dating after that and you know it, it, it's cool man it's like she, she grew up on the on the east coast in the southeast 
Um, she grew up in Florida and oh, played awesome. college golf, played college golf over there. And um, it was just, yeah, it, it's, it's not a coincidence. I don't think that, that we got happened, happened to have to share an office on the other side of the country uh, to meet each other. And no kidding. Um, so really, really cool story. Super, super blessed about how that all went down and, and very thankful. Thankful that's, that she likes me. So that's, that's good. There you go. Hey, that always helps, <laughs> but no, I love that story. You know, I think that that's so cool that, like you said, you know, it was kind of meant to be, you know, you both are across the country and stuff. And then you kind of, you guys come meet and you're working in the same, you know, small office. And I think that's a, you know, it's a great story and, you know, congratulations on that. And, you know, I wish you guys nothing but Thanks, the best man. for that. And um, so who, who, speaking of you and your wife, who would win in a match between you and her? Do you guys get out and play often? I mean, is there kind of that grudge match every now and then? So we play, um, probably like every other month we'll play okay. once. Yeah. So this is another one you, you throw me here. I got to really be careful about my answer here. <laughs> um, <laughs> she, uh, yeah, we, we play a lot and I, I would say that it's, it's split 50, 50, but I would have to say she's a better player than I am. Okay. Um, so just so I'm not on the street yeah. tonight. So uh-huh. yeah, wink, wink. I see. I see you winking. It's all good. You know. No, yeah. I'm yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No. no we, we'll, we're putting you in the hot seat here. You know, maybe we'll get her on the pot. We'll put her in the hot seat or something. So, but uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's great, man. It, it's nice that you know, you're both are, you know, you're both golfers, but yet you guys are both. You both play college golf, and, and you guys are serious players from what it sounds like still, and you guys are, have that competitiveness still. So that's really cool that you're able to kind of get out there and get amongst it you know yeah no it's fun it's fun it's great um so next one i have for you is uh what are things you've been able to learn from the talented players you've coached you know both at um you know with um, university of wisconsin and pepperdine as well so man i would say the the overarching thing for me and, and i think part of it was just i mean i'm i, I still consider myself really new to coaching. Um, and I, and I still feel like I'm learning, learning every day. And, and like I said before, a lot of the learning really, really comes from the guys, but I think the biggest thing is just, um, different kids kind of need a different form of, of communication. Mm -hmm. And, um, there's not one, one way to just approach each, each kid. That just won't work. Mm -hmm. Um, so that, I think that's kind of the main thing I've learned. Um, you know, some guys need, need an encourager. Some guys, um, they want data and stuff. If you're trying to do something with their, their swing or, or focus on an area for improvement, they want to see stats. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, there's so many kids look at, look at golf and look at life in a different, different lens. Of course. Right. And I, I, I think that one of the biggest things I've learned is just really trying to put myself kind of in their shoes like before I I talk to them or, or approach them about something mm-hmm. um I I'd say that's the biggest thing I learned I mean physically I've, I've learned a lot from the guys too especially Soth he is a short game wizard yeah. um there's some shots that I've seen him hit over the years that I coached him that um I don't know if there's many people that could hit those shots so right I got I got some got some super secret techniques that um we can oh. put on another pod. We might, we might have to charge for that one. We have to charge on. Okay. All right. All right. I like it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but he, yeah, I've learned a lot from all the guys. I mean, they're all, they're all great players and, and everybody brings something different to the table. So. Definitely. And, you know, may, can, can you talk about just a little bit 
uh, on a side note, maybe the players that are currently on the Pepperdine team, you know, what, what kind of communication is different between the players? Maybe, maybe pick out a couple of the players on the team and kind of talk about how you communicate with them. Let's say, you know, during a tournament, if they're kind of struggling or, you know, kind of in a rough, rough patch of their round. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we, we've got a ton of different uh, personalities. I mean, I, I think that there's a couple of them that need, um, at least when I talk to them, it needs to be a little bit kind of slower, slower, just to slow them down. I, right. th I think they uh -huh. get thinking pretty fast and um, kind of walking through stuff just to get them to slow down without me just telling them like, Hey dude, you need to slow down. Cause that mm -hmm. doesn't normally work. Right. Yeah. Um, that just might make it, it worse. <laughs> exactly. The, the speed of it. Yeah. Right, dude. I'm, I'm going, I know what I'm doing. Right. So, um, and then, I mean, we, we've got some guys that I, I think benefit from, from a lot of like positive self-talk. Mm -hmm. Um, so there's, there's that approach with a couple guys. Um, and then there's some guys that kind of need a kick in the butt every once in a while, um, yeah. just to kind of get it going. So, I think it's about, you know, making sure that you've got those lined up right. And of course, yeah. Um, that all kind of goes back to just making sure you understand your guys and understand kind of how they click and and you know what makes them kind of get up get up each day and, and what they want to get out of out of uh you know their games and and their lives. So um, I, I think that's great. That's great. Yeah. I and like you said, you know. You, you want to make sure you want to you want to get them right with all the players because you know you, one one communication may work with another yet a different one you know like you said maybe he you just need to tell him to slow down a little bit I know that that's what my coach tells me you know if I'm in a you know if I'm kind of going through a little rough patch from the round and I I kind of speed my walk up go through my routine a little faster you know just slow it down a little bit I love that you're able to tell the players that and you're able to identify within them and um, yeah I think that's great that's gonna be a great trait wherever you go so and even even whenever, you know, one day, you know, you and you, you and your wife have kids and stuff and, you know, there's going to be the moments where you're going to have to tell your kids, you know, you're going to have to, they're going to come to you for whatever it is in life and you're going to have to tell them and get them through it. So I think that's going to be great, not only for coaching, but in life for you in general, um, in your future and stuff. I think that's great. Yeah. And, and kind of what you said there, I mean, a, a lot of this stuff, you know, carries over into, into life for them too. Yeah. So I mean, obviously as coaches, we, they want to be on the PGA tour and we want to, we want to help make that happen. But um, there's, there's so much more to, to life than, than just golf. And right. um, I, I completely that's, agree. That, that, that's a huge, huge part of it. Um, I mean, just to give you a, a funny example, there's a, there's a, a kid on the team that um, he'll always text me like whenever he has clubs in or something, he'll just say, Hey, I think I have a Titleist three wood in. And I'll be like, mm -hmm. Oh, Hey, good to see you today too. Like, how's your day going everything mm -hmm. good just just little little yeah. jabs like that here and there and yeah um, so crack some fun you know hey it's all jokes <laughs> yeah that's yeah. awesome I, uh, that's great that's great and you're able to have that communication with him i know i was just texting our assistant coach he caddies on the pj tour for michael kim and just shoot him a text hey how's the course out there today you know just kind of just kind of talk to him about that little stuff and send him a little yeah. funny text message like that i think that's great that you're able to have that with your players as well and um, so next one I have is you have any advice for someone who's interested in getting into coaching, you know, how would you go about looking for job openings? I know just from what I've learned, not only in golf, but kind of life as well. It's all about who, you know, I mean, does that, is that kind of how maybe you went about it or what, what were the ways you kind of went about 
looking for job openings for coaching. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, like I said, I got, I got really, really fortunate with kind of how it worked out for me, you know, with it being my assistant coach that yeah uh, moved on to be a head coach and ended up uh, offering me that, that assistant coaching job. So I, I, I think a lot of it is, is networking just um, kind of who you've, you've met. And, you know, like I'm sure you've met a ton of guys, ton of, ton of other coaches and, and, and players throughout, you know, your, your time in school. And, yeah. um, but then also just kind of getting it out there that that's what you want to do. I think that that's good too. Like you can, you can call up, you know, call up coaches and saying, Hey, you know, after I'm done this year, I'm really considering college coaching, like any pieces of advice. And mm-hmm. even just doing that, they'll start thinking like, okay, this kid's interested in coaching. And, you know, I might not have a spot available for an assistant, but I know this guy's going to be looking for an assistant this year. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of, that's kind of how it works. And then the other thing I would say is, um, you know, you don't have to, I got really lucky, you know, starting, starting D1 at, at a big, big conference, but mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of really good coaches that started out as, as either instructors or high school golf coaches and, mm-hmm. and have made their way to the, you know, golf coaches hall of fame for, for D one. So um, I I think don't be afraid to, to kind of start small. I mean, that's at least in the beginning. And I I would even consider myself kind of still in that spot. Like it's all about just learning and figuring out like who you are as a coach and who you want to be as a coach and and what you like and what you don't like seeing kind of from other coaches and and kind of creating your own um, culture philosophy and and that doesn't have to be, you know, at, at the collegiate level, it could be at the high school level. I mean, it, it could be, it could be anywhere. Mm-hmm. I think as long as you're learning, you're, you're in a good spot for your career, um, kind of moving forward, but yeah, just get your name out there. And, and I mean, coaches, coaches will be happy to talk to kids about, um, you know, coaching stuff and, and, and thoughts there and, um, yeah, and just kind of see, see what happens, but I, there's, there's plenty of opportunities out there. If you just kind of, go after them and, and, and keep pushing for them. I think that that lines up perfect for the last question I have for you. You know, who, who's inspired you to be the person slash coach you are today? Mm, that's a good one. That's a good one to end on there. Um, well, for me, you know, I, I, I'd say, I'd say two things. I, I really enjoyed my time at South Carolina and mm-hmm. um, I mean, kind of like we talked about at the beginning I was all over the place, you know, like right. kind of in yeah. those different, different, different roles. And, and the, the thing that was stable were, was my coaches. I mean, two, two assistant coaches and, and one head coach, um, that was kind of my foundation that like never changed. Right. And, um, was kind of there through the ups and downs. And, and to me, that was so big. And, and that was such a big impact for me that, um, I wanted to be able to do the same thing, you know, like, cause I feel like they really helped me through this. And, um, so partially that, yeah. um, and then also just for me, I mean, faith is a big part of my life and, um, leaving an impact on kids. And, and I feel like golf and, and being a coach is, is a, is a great opportunity to, to do that and to, to help these guys kind of go through what I went through and, tell them what not to do because I've done it. And um, yeah, of course, just try to try to kind of be a role model for these guys. So awesome. I think, you know, that's great. I, I I love everything that you you talked about, you know, like, like you said, you want to, the things that you've learned in your, 
I mean, you're still, obviously you're still a very young individual. So, and, you know, so am I as well, but I mean, we have a lot of things that, you know, you've learned a lot of things along the way and you're able to teach kind of these, not only lessons in golf, but life lessons as well. Like we've said, and like you said, you know, things, there's things bigger than golf in, you know, in our lives and able, you know, going on past golf and in life, you're going to go through certain times where, you know, the, maybe the lesson that you told, you know, some of the guys on the team, they're going to think back, you know, oh, Hey, you know, coach told me this, blah, 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 this, and they're able to get through that. So, you know, I love that you yeah. said that. And um, I mean, that, that'll wrap up this week's episode of scrambling with Dylan Otto. Blaine, thank you so much for coming on, man. And um, I wish you guys nothing but the best for not only yourself, but, you know, Pepperdine waves as a whole. And, you know, I'll be watching you guys as you guys go through postseason. And uh, like I said, just wish nothing but the best for you guys. Thanks, Dylan. Go waves. Yeah, there you go, man. All right. Have a good one, everybody. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto. Just want to let you guys know I create an Instagram for the podcast called Scrambling Podcast. You can head over there, follow for updates on the episodes, as well as material that I'll be talking about in the episodes like videos or photos. So you can check them out there and get a little more insight on the episodes. Thanks again for listening and have a good one.